Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm standing in a covered car garage with a band called Born Ruffians. I'm going to go around in a circle and ask each of you to introduce yourselves. I'm Mitch. I play bass guitar. I'm Andy. I play keys and guitar. I'm Luke. I sing and I play guitar. I'm Adam and I drum. I will say, just because it's hilarious, that right now I'm trying out a new wind guard on my recording device and pieces of fluff are blowing all around the band as I look at them. So that's... (laughs) A treat. Actually, our, our day started with a bunch of fluff flying around Banff. And we were like, what is all this fluff? And it might have been you just walking around with this new thing. And we didn't even know. There is just like fluff falling around. It looks like fake snow or dandelion fluff. So that was most of our day was spent walking around Banff. Uh, I guess following you around with your uh, fluff recorder. Fluff machine. All right, guys. I'm going to play a track off your record, Rough. I'm going to play We Made It. Who would like to introduce this track and say something about it for somebody who has never heard potentially of Born Ruffians ever before. This is uh, this is a song called We Made It. It's the uh, it's a song on our new record, a new Istrick. That's bad. Can I redo that? <laughs> we'll edit it. We'll Please do. I think that's good. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, this is a song called We Made It. It's off Rough, our new record, which you just said. The song is about the idea. Well, it's about a lot of things, but it's about you know. The feeling of like always wanting to get somewhere that you uh, might—it's kind of an unattainable goal, or trying to get somewhere that you might not ever. Uh, I don't know what it's about. Never mind. Just listen to it. See if you like it or not. <laughs>
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just listened to We Made It Off the Record Rough by a band called Born Ruffians. I have all four members of the band here huddling around me. I would love it if I could get a different member of the band to talk a little bit about this track. Actually, I find one of the most unique parts about this song is how it kind of came together. And we wrote it, kind of like did a Frankenstein of drum parts to kind of put it all together which made it kind of a really cool song to say that we made it. And that's how we made, we made it, we made it. So earlier today, I was watching this video online where Luke described how a Talking Heads record affected him as a teenager in a big and significant way. So now that you guys do music as a job, I'd love you to talk about a record that you've listened to recently that has affected you in a big and significant way. Yeah, that's like a very central theme almost of our record at times is the way you, your relationship with music and how you change the things that uh, influence you as you get older and that prime like golden years between, I don't know, like 14 and 17 or something where just everything is magical and makes you want to go out and be a musician and a rock star. And as you get older, that stuff still happens, but it's definitely like, Stretch fewer, yeah, totally, to where you really are like narrowing down what that is for you, and um, that's yeah, it's uh, that's life. That's a sad ending to that <laughs> question. I'm sorry. All right, well, let's talk about then a record that has inspired you recently. I saw you look on your phone, so I'm going to ask Luke to answer. Oh, I was trying to look. Yeah, I was trying to look at my phone to see what's been downloaded to my phone recently. Nothing that's like changed my life. It's like Mitch said, like, the, the older you get, the less you, you're not, I'm not going to be like, the new Mac DeMarco changed my life. Like, I don't know, he's kind of our contemporary, you know, so you're it's like, oh, like nothing really inspires right. me anymore to, like, make music. I appreciate these albums, but they're not going to be like, I'm not going to be like, man, I'm really absorbing this in the way that I would have absorbed it when I was younger or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of, like, new records that come out and maybe don't change your life, but are still, like, like your favorite records of that year or something, Down in Heaven by Twin Peaks is... Uh, it's such a great record such a great rock record to me that I they are as close to that type of band that I would feel like I feel like if I was like 16 I would be losing my mind over them and they're just such a great live show and that record is not I I was going to say perfect but I I just really love it and I think it's a really great record and go check it out for people who don't know who are Twin Peaks Twin Peaks are a rock and roll five-piece outfit from Chicago, Illinois, tearing ass all over North America right now. Guys, stay inspired. Stay inspired by music and uh, everything around you. It's beautiful. The world's beautiful. What a blessing. I like that message. And so on that note, how about we play another Born Ruffians track? I'm going to play Eat Shit. We did it off the record rough. Who would like to say a little bit about this track before we hear it? Um, this is Luke talking. That song came out of just a day of r- trying to write a song, and as a lot of songs do, <laughs> I just had this chord progression and melody that I liked, which the lyrics slowly dissolved. It was like sifting sand, sort of, where you just sing it over and over until it, I realized that the song was just called Eat Shit We Did It, because that's what I was singing, and then the rest of the song just kind of fell into place, and it basically appears on the record a lot like I made it that day, that fateful day in, on August 2014. <laughs> ominous, ominous stuff. Very much, thank you very much, thank you very much, thank you very much. Back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. Thank you very much, thank you very much, thank you very much, thank you very much. Back it up, back it up, back it up.
to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Eat Shit. We did it by a band called Born Ruffians off the record rough. We heard Luke talk about it before we heard the song. Now how about we get Mitch to talk about it or someone else? I'll be that guy. Uh, yeah, Luke really uh, laid it out. That song is kind of as straightforward as it comes with the title, Eat Shit, We Did It. A song about accomplishing something and wanting to be show it off, I guess. And that can like uh, mean basically anything. So, eat, eat shit, I explained that song, we did it, I did it, just now. So, your latest record, Rough, is a record that deals with the ups and downs of life in a band. When you guys wrote it, were you worried that that may not be relatable to people who are not in bands? Yeah, yeah, we were. I tried to lyrically make it a little more general, and that hoping that people could relate to the ideas and concepts outside of music, because I do feel that a lot of the emotional material that I explore and am trying to talk about is not necessarily intrinsically linked to music. It's not necessarily specific to music. And I have had a, a number of conversations with people after shows that come up and say just that, that they really, they're like, man, I was going through some stuff and I heard rough and it was like you were singing about stuff that I, you know, that really hit home for me. And, you know, these people saying this weren't people in bands. So I, I do not to pat my own back, but I, I do feel like there wasn't some sort of accomplishment there. And this isn't like it happens every night. I'm talking about a few times. I don't want to go Donald Trump and be like, you know, we get the, my people, they email me. Oh, my people, they love me. They love me. They say, you, they were so relatable. In the future, as you guys get older, do you think you could make a relatable power rock record about being a young suburban dad? <laughs> I think that there are some subjects that just shouldn't be broached in rock and roll. I'm Maybe sure. uh, leave that one alone or leave that to someone else. Yeah, that's definitely happening somewhere. Oh, that's yeah. no sure. doubt someone's doing that. And I thought I read no about it somewhere. No it. doubt is definitely going to be doing that soon. You heard it here first on the interview show. Next, I thought I'd play a song from the Birthmarks era of the band. So I'm either going to play Needle or Oh Cecilia, but I'm going to let you guys choose which one I play. Who wants to make that choice? But here's the warning. If you make that choice, you have to talk about the song. <laughs> so no one wants to make the choice. <laughs> it's me. I've chosen uh, for you to play Needle. Yeah, and now I'm going to think about something to say about that song. Why did you choose Needle over Oh Cecilia? Uh, I was going to say it might be easier to talk about, but then I, now that I think about it, I don't know what I'm going to say about it, so take a listen to it. Needle. I belong to no one I saw without an album, long forgotten maxim, spoken to the sea. I belong with no Yeah. 
interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Needle from the Birthmarks record by a band called Born Ruffians. Mitch picked this song, so he's going to tell a little bit more about it. Yeah, Needle was the first song off of Birthmarks. And actually, great, I've got a story. My brain saved me. Uh, Needle was a song that was written after we thought we had finished the record. Like, we had finished writing Birthmarks, and we were like, great, done. That is done. And then we went to record it and realized Luke sent a demo over it and we were like, we have to record this song. This song's too good. We gotta write, like, put it together and make it on the record. And we did, and it ended up being the, like, a big single off the record and it was great that we managed to sneak it in there right at the end. Luke and Mitch, you guys are second cousins and I read this great story you guys once told how when you were kids you'd go to large family gatherings and there'd be a song circle and older members of the family would play songs. So I'd love it if you guys could set the scene for me here because it's a beautiful story. Yeah, it was uh, and still is. We On Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, if you're listening in America, we still have jam, family jams. With my dad, Mitch's dad, our cousin Paul, our cousin Jean-Mac, our Aunt Dor plays accordion, Adam shows up and plays congas and bongos sometimes, and my sister sings, and it's a family thing. My Uncle Richard used to get up, and there was always, like, aunts and uncles, and since we were born, and before we were born, they'd been doing this. My dad is the youngest of 13 kids, and Mitch's dad is a child of the oldest sister of my dad, so Mitch, which, which makes, it's confusing. It's a big family. I have 52 first cousins, so it'd be, we had family reunions when growing up, and they would always turn into, uh, at night there would be a musical portion slash a performance portion, so there'd be like skits. Each brother or sister would put on a skit, and then we, they would play music. So that was like really early memories of watching our family play music, which probably had something to do with me and Mitch wanting to play music, I would imagine. You know. So what was your favorite song to hear the family do a rendition of? Oh boy, we there's uh, truly so many, but I our favorite definitely it's hard to translate in like people who haven't seen it, but our cousin Jean Mac who plays accordion does some hilarious like I don't even know what they are like French Irish folk French songs. Irish drinking songs. They're like I don't even know what they're called. I just know them cuz he sings them. Like the one uh about the guy coming home to his wife and he's drunk, and he just gets drunker throughout the week and finds out that she's cheating on him. It's an amazing song that it's sung by our cousin Jean Mac. If you can ever see him do it, we'll see you at the Penitent Curling Club December 26th. <laughs> I read that you guys now perform in this circle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we do. We play all with our uncles and dads. Can you tell me about the first time? Oh, man, I don't even know, actually, the first time we got it. I can't remember. It just, like, probably when we were, like, 15 or 16 when we first were really like you've been playing guitar longer than I've been playing bass but we were definitely just yeah teenagers trying to like play along with these rock and folk songs with our dads now that you're adults what's one song you forced into the repertoire I don't know good question no they always played I learned Roger Miller stuff through them there's some Roger Miller songs that we've done that they wouldn't have done until like we just started Mm -hmm. playing them we just love Roger Miller so we just yeah. For those who don't know, who is Roger Miller? Roger Miller, an American uh, country and folk singer, uh, since passed in 1990-something. I don't know, he is famously known for uh, King of the Road, uh, is probably his most famous song, uh, and as being the narrator uh, of the Robin Hood cartoon movie 1965 feature film. Great, so what's one song of his you introduced into the song circle? Uh, you can't do me this way and get by with it. Nice. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why was that funny? <laughs> that was just weird. It was a weird interaction. I thought. <laughs> you just answered it. It's like, great. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I know. How about we listen to another Born Ruffians track? I'm going to choose either What to Say or give you guys a choice, but I'd like it to be an older track. Okay. I think... You chose last time, but how about we get how about we get somebody who hasn't spoken a lot during this interview to choose? My name is Adam and I play the drums. Sure, let's listen to what to say. What to say show this is scott wood your host you just heard what to say off the record say it by born ruffians i have the whole band here with me in an undercover parking garage and i would love it if somebody could say a little bit about this song um what to say it's actually a song we don't play as much anymore but still every now and then we'll we'll break out because it is uh, a fun one to play and people do uh, know it why don't you guys play it so much anymore with just writing more music and coming out with new records like it's you just eventually songs start falling out and coming back in so we've been trying to work old older stuff back in lately too but that one we haven't played it in a while but maybe tonight probably not but maybe i would love it if you guys could take a song off the current record rough and talk about writing it and creating it so you can pick any song you want and i'm gonna play it in the background as you talk okay uh so Shade to Shade is a song, the last song off the record, and it was probably the oldest song we had going in writing it because Luke made a demo of it years ago, and it always stuck around as this great song that we wanted on a record, but it hadn't, we just hadn't found the right spot for it. So when we recorded it, it felt great, but we realized we recorded it too fast and had to slow down the drums. So we had to take it, the tape, right? Or we had to take the 
Drac to a studio to slow it down on tape, and that's what kind of gives the uh, the drums that bigger sound on the record that was kind of a happy accident. Shade to shade. still have this uh, what musicians call demo-itis where you write a demo and you re-record a version of a song and you get very attached to that version of it and I still prefer the demo to the record so if you can find a demo of the song out there uh, but yeah help I mean, us Luke how do we find that demo it's not it, you can't <laughs> maybe I'll put it on uh, SoundCloud or something if you're listening to this send me an email and I'll email you an mp3 um, but yeah, we, we, you know, it's, it's a song that was basically set the template too for the record, uh, lyrically at least, uh, and thematically. And it sums up a lot of the ideas that are explored on the record. So there's that. A car is pulling in. All right. Here's my last question. Mitch once said, we're a self-conscious band. We reflect a lot on what we do for the purposes of learning. So I'd love you guys to talk about the last thing that you reflected upon and why. Uh, I mean, I think I said that probably in another interview about the just the process of writing and recording and how every record you make, you always seem to go back and reference it, reference it somehow in terms of where you go next. Like, it's a very, like, reactionary thing. Like, you always go, like, well, the last time we kind of did this, what do we want to do better? And you kind of learn that about yourself every time you record. And I don't even know if I know what it is yet. I don't think until we start going to record what that next thing is you know all right well since that decision hasn't been made why don't we talk about when you finished birthmarks and went to start rough what did you learn on birthmarks that you decided to let take you in a different direction on rough uh yeah that was a pretty straightforward one like birthmarks was recorded very separate very um a lot cleaner a lot more polished uh while with rough we thought we want to be much more of a sound like a band sound like a, a band playing in a room so we went at it trying to record as much live to the floor as we could. Some songs ended up that way, but most of them were still done kind of piece by piece, but it was much more a raw, organic-sounding record than Birthmarks. As a van drives past Luke, have you thought any more about what you've learned while making Rough? No. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot about things maybe not so directly related to music, uh, more just... I don't know. I think I reflect more on like other things outside of music than than music. I try not to. I just kind of do music. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of write it or do it. Uh, but then, as far as like the actual technical logistics of recording a record, I don't know. And I don't know. It's, it's a tough question. To be fair, I was the one that said that crazy statement about learning about what we do. Well, sure you so learn. maybe it's just me. You live and you learn. <laughs> you live and you learn, always. So if, you don't, if you're not learning anything and you're not improving, then you're a dummy. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So it's the end of the show. I let the band pick one of their tracks to play out to. So who wants to pick a track from Rough for us to listen to? I will choose my current favorite song, I guess, because it's my favorite song to play live lately, which is Don't Live Up, which is the first track off the record. Do we already play that? No. No, we did not. Okay. Well, let's do that one. Don't Live Up. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for being on my show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. When I'm gonna move on.